Hi there, Yo. crystal mappers. Are you listening? Are you really listening? Unless you're deaf, then you can't listen. How do deaf people listen to podcasts? Sorry, I'm sidetracked. <laughs> Welcome to my I was thinking not specifically for the deaf, but just randomly this afternoon with all of the piles of notes that I've got from our podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, we should really do a book. Yeah, but what would the book, what the book would just be about? What would just crystal myth the book. Crystal myth the book, the colouring book. <laughs> <laughs> colouring all the cryptids. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Colouring. <laughs> we could have it one page, like every sort of left hand page of the fold could be mm. a page of our yeah, notes yeah. and every right hand page of the fold could be a corresponding black and white image that you can colour in. Or you could do like a wee activity or puzzle really. Yeah. <laughs> Just like crystal myth, the activity book and you can learn some things. Well yeah, I mean I guess you can self-publish. I don't know who would want to publish that. Everyone. Everyone would, yeah. Well, this week we are going to be talking about ears and hearing, and I thought this is going to be a really difficult one to research because I really don't know any myths about ears or any like religions even or ancient ancient religions or societies ears, unless no. you consider like the bull or Hathor, who's cow ears in ancient Egypt. But like, there's nothing really I could really think of off the top of my head. So what have you got? Same, what I think you think? Well, I started with um, what I, the first thing that sprang to mind, which was earwigs. Yeah, I know. Which, earwigs. Like, like, why did they, was it? Why did they? Yeah, because you think they're called. I thought they were called earwigs, not earwigs. I think earwigs is just like the like. I don't know if it's Scottish or ah oh. like Greater Glasgow, like colloquialised version of them. Oh, I see. Because like my. Dad calls them eerie wigs, and my grandparents definitely wigs? called them eerie wigs. But I feel like my mum calls them ear wigs, and oh, they technically, I think, like the English name for them is ear wigs. Think wigs for ears. What does your mum call them? I actually don't know. She's from mm. Yorkshire. Yeah, she would be the deciding <laughs> factor in this. But, I don't think I've ever recalled her saying the word earwig. Probably earwig, earwig, like that. But then I wonder, and this is going to sound insane, but like if they, I know they're obviously like all over the world, but if you get them in like areas uh-huh. where they'd be housing where your mum grew up, because I was actually thinking also in researching it, which is nothing to do with mythology, but I realised that although obviously back home, earwigs ahoy, you don't get earwigs really in the gardens here. I very occasionally see them come out in the woods. Oh no, I'm confusing them with like silverfish or something. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but, never really seen them in the garden here. Do you know my first fear of earwigs came from Star Trek? Star Trek. That was what I was going to so it, that's where my double urban myth comes because... The fucking Wrath of Khan, I was terrified of them because I thought... But it wasn't an earwig per se in that movie when I watched it recently because I'm a massive Trekkie. It was basically like an alien creature that, that Khan used to control people. I but think. it's like earwig-esque, isn't it? It's got like it the is, same... they put it and it comes they put it in for your ear. They put it in for your ear and it's got like the same back half. But the yeah. double urban myth, so I thought that I'd read somewhere <laughs> that it was an urban myth that earwigs were called earwigs because people thought they burrowed into your ear, and that that was like a misconception that came after Star Trek The Wrath of Khan. But actually, the reason <laughs> that they used that as the representation for the bug the that would burrow into your ear and control your yeah. brain. Is because earwigs. Oh. So right, earwigs used to not be called earwigs. 
What? No, because they're called earwigs. <laughs> so I'm, go- I'm going to work backwards, right? So they used to not be called earwigs, but the reason that they were called earwigs mm. is because it comes from the old English word for earwiggler. And the reason really? they're called earwigglers is because the church convinced people. Oh, my God. They're always convincing people of bullshit, aren't they? When people died of inexplicable things to do with their brain shutting down. So maybe like brain aneurysms before people knew what aneurysms were. Okay. This common cause of death was actually because when you were asleep, an earwig had burrowed into your brain and laid its eggs. Oh, I don't know. And the Pope said that, I'm presuming. Mm, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was the Pope, but. Or was it the Church of England? I think it was the Church of England. And the reason is because they believed that earwigs came from the devil. Mm-hmm. So the I like, I was like, oh, I didn't imagine this to have links to everything else we look at, where it's like, oh, this creature was nice. But then the church said that it was evil and it came from the <laughs> devil. So before the church decided that earwigs were evil and they had the name that was the old English word for earwiggler, they were called gale-seeches. Gale-seeches? That doesn't really have quite the same ring to it as an earwig. And they were considered to be like really positive animals. So what? they were often carved into talismans because they so represented persistence, strength and people's invisible talents. So like if you were, let's say, like a woman who was a really exceptional blacksmith, because people might not accept, expect a woman to be a blacksmith, mm-hmm. you might wear an earwig as your talisman because you wear like an earwig because you had this. Oh, that's really cool. Like you seemed unassuming, but you were actually really talented. Yeah, we basically that's that. so because women would quite often wear them because it was women that quite often had hidden talents because people oh. were sexist. And then there were also a representation, again, as with everything in the church, when we look at mythology, there were a representation of the positivity of being a mother. Wow. Because, and I didn't know this either, earwigs are one of the few animals that look after their young. They lay their eggs and then they curl their bodies around the eggs for up to four weeks in order to incubate and protect them from predators. And then once they hatch out, they continue to stay with them, protect them from predators, teach them how to do all the things that earwigs can do and provide all their food for them until they're fully grown. Okay, I'm speechless. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know any of this. And then the church came along and were like, oh, these fucking women wearing earwigs and talking about how earwigs are good mums, but actually they make them in ears. (laughs) (laughs) Out in the front of the church stamping on, well, not earwigs, gale seaches and screaming. (laughs) I hate them. And then the wrath of can just made them even worse. The Rafficam, oh. which of course was paid for by the Church of England. <laughs> <laughs> it's propaganda, that is. Fine <laughs> with this sort of thing. Like, don't like earwigs, like Jesus earwigs climbing your ears and control your brain. Ah! It's Satan. <laughs> Satan's horses. <laughs> They're not horses. Earwigs remind me of little seahorses of the, the insect world. Um, They're a bit like sea monkeys, aren't they? Sea monkeys are brain shrimp, I think. Yeah, I feel like. Sea monkeys creep me out. I don't like them. I don't know why people wanted to keep them as pets either. I mean. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting! <laughs> it was one of these. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you start off by looking at in, in um, the old world well, of years? Uh, sounds. So I, I I basically twisted it into like what kind of weird sounds because you hear with your ears. 
<laughs> so true. what? Yeah, well, what kind of sounds have people heard that they don't know what the fuck it is? Or you know how like people have, is it tinnitus? Yes. And maybe the church thought that was the devil ringing in their ears or they're possessed or something. I was thinking that there, I'd heard of this condition called the hum. Okay. And there was an article in The Guardian about it saying, um, can you hear the hum? The, not the hun, the hum. The <laughs> mysterious noise that says a lot about modern life. They say it's the result of like modern technology, like Wi-Fi mm. and radio signals and things like that, 5G and shit. Horny fish, though? What was that? What? Horny what? fish. Yeah, that's weird. It's it's it consists of a low frequency hum, almost like a vibration, just on the threshold of human hearing. It's not loud. In fact, you may not have even noticed it yet. But once you do, you can't stop hearing it. It sounds like a truck idling on the street in front of your house, or the atmospheric din of an airplane flying overhead. But it never gets further away. You can hear it when you're outside, but it seems louder indoors, and particularly at night. When you're lying in bed, maybe it keeps you awake. Maybe it causes you headaches, dizziness, even nosebleeds. It's quite sinister, this hum. And you can't get well, rid of it. That's why lots of people have to have, like, white noise emulators. Yeah, but that's what people want to stop. They don't want to hear that anymore. They don't even have that. Like, no, that's what I mean. Like, that, yeah. that that came about because of modern technology. Maybe. And then now people need white noise emulators to, to block sleep. out the sound that they don't even know that they're hearing. Possibly. I mean, that's a good theory. But yeah, I have to sometimes to get to sleep. I like to listen to people talking or sometimes I will just put the sound of an aeroplane engine on and that gets me to sleep or sound of rain. But wait, no, no, actually, I put brown noise on. That's a different type of noise. <laughs> I listen to, again, going off on a slight tangent as we're wanting to do, I listened to um, green noise for the first time the other night when I was trying to get ready for apparently it's really good if you have OCD you've got OCD yeah I've diagnosed OCD surprise (laughs) (laughs) I would never have known that yeah Hmm. although as the doctor said when they what type of OCD is it because I know there's various different levels like you're not like I have to have everything in order type of guy or I no but apparently to... that's like the least common type so that was what we were going to say when the doctor diagnosed mm-hmm. me with it I was very confused because I was like I clearly yeah. don't have OCD and they were like oh no there's like a common misconception mm-hmm. that like all OCD yeah. is like about organization and I'm saying that though like if I so the best way for me to calm down if I'm having a panic attack is to organize things especially yeah. like small things and just put them in order like color yeah. order or number order or whatever that's why I like my job so much because I put things in order. I mean, I do. I find putting things in order so thick. Yeah, I like it. But then my house is chaos, so I can't be that bad. To be fair, you might have OCD. That's the other thing as well that they were like, oh, because I was like, but I always have at least one room in my house that is mental, especially now that I have a meth child. It's um, and they were like, no, but that's the thing as well. So they were like, so you might go in, and you know that way when like it seems like somebody's just describing you to you. They were like, oh. Like, you might have that thing where, like, all of your, like, kitchen cupboards are, like, bleached out and absolutely scrubbed and you've bleached the mm-hmm. entire floor and everything in your cupboards like, is all in size order. Like, yeah. all your mugs are in size order. Or your no wire hangers. Like, <laughs> no wire hangers! <laughs> all, <laughs> all your, like, um, like food packages are in size order. And I was like, yeah, I heard that. And they were like, yeah, but 
you also then won't clean your living room for like nine days because you're busy bleaching the kitchen. Like, mm-hmm, that's... I mean, I have a compulsion to put coins in order of size and pile them up, stack them. That too, like just the general compulsion stuff that yes, like, but if I, I start say... doing something like that, I can't then not do it. Like I can't, it makes me feel physically uncomfortable. Like okay. if you burst into my house and I was piling coins in size order and you were like, Mark, it's your mum, she's on fire in the street. Obviously, I would come with you to get my mum. I have to finish it. But in my head, I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All those five fences are still sitting next to the other five fences. I can relate to that, yeah. Even thinking about that makes me want to, like, pull my own skin off my hands. Oh, my God. Okay, but yeah. it's a make-believe scenario. That's crazy. Sorry, I didn't mean to call you crazy. <laughs> That's <all> right. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's a perfectly acceptable collective I'm, term for my mental health I'm, I'm mental as well. Well, you know, see when I was young, <laughs> see when I was young. Yes. I was deaf, but I was convinced I wasn't deaf. Oh, David says I was, I wasn't deaf. I was just ignorant. Oh, ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you weren't deaf, Leslie. You were just ignorant. You just ignored people. But then I get taken to the, the doctors, and I had to go through all these hearing tests where they pinged like a what was it what is it a tuning fork or something you had to and they put it next to your ear to see if you yeah. could hear it or i'd have to they put me in a dark room and i'd have to press a button whenever i heard a sound like an electronic sound or like a kind of sonic weird i'm aware that it would have been an electronic sound but in my head an electronic sound just sounds like somebody was playing like some really cool synth 80s music <laughs> yeah. every time darling we're going to put you in the dark and every time you hear any synth pop i just want to press this button Pet Shop Boys in one part. <laughs> <laughs> Adamski in the other. Played do 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 do. Um, yeah. So then I get put in front of the class. Uh, isolated. I get put in a desk right in the front of the class next to the teacher. It was so humiliating. Got to the point where I just refused to go into school and I took tantrums because I didn't want to be like, you know, what's it called? ostracized um, not ostracized that's a bit harsh and go down <laughs> burnt as a witch she's fucking deep <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then eventually mrs paul who was a cruel woman like she came from an era where it was fine to batter children if they were slightly you know wrong i don't know if they wore their clothes a bit wrinkly that day they would <laughs> horse whip them so she would she would literally grab kids and I'm talking about infants here <laughs> when they just started school she would grab them by the wrist and yank them physically from the desk that the desk would just like so like fall over in violent way it was Jesus. really disturbing yeah yeah <laughs> I bet she was fuming that she couldn't give them the belt or the the, the ruler or whatever the fuck that they used to hit people with i feel like dragging a child through a bundle of desks is possibly worse than giving them the bell yeah it was really scary or she would do that thing that she did to me even if you weren't deaf she would take you away from your your peer group your friends and making friends at that age is really important so you don't want to be isolated and she would put you um yeah in solitary confinement basically right next to her desk so you, and you have your back oh, yeah so not only was I was stigmatized because they thought I was deaf. So she put me close to her. So you have to sit next to her so you can hear her speak. Um, But also the implication was that I was a bad person because she also put bad people in isolation at the front of her desk. So that was even worse. 
So I threw a tantrum one day. My mum was like, what can I do? I need to go to work. And Mrs. Paul eventually um, relented and said, right, you can go and sit with your friends because she was sick of me from <laughs> I was pulling those tantrums every time. But anyway, they put grommets in my ears. And I still, to this day, don't think I was ever deaf. But I guess I maybe am a bit mutton because apparently I put the, the TV up really high like an old person. And I don't know. Do you think I'm a bit deaf? I don't know, but I'm really bad with people that are partially deaf because obviously my dad's almost completely deaf, but I doesn't know any that. sight. Did you not know my dad's? Yeah, my dad's got. My dad has zero percent hearing and is. Oh, I thought he just shouted because he was a bit neddy, not that he. Just well, no, that's what, like my dad. That sounds odd, but doesn't come across <laughs> as deaf. But my dad is actually like he, he's wow. registered deaf, like he actually is, like he has a disability of deafness. Um. So I feel like I'm really bad at identifying if people are deaf because because I've grown up with a deaf parent. Who, it makes me um, self-conscious because if people speak very low or very softly, I think, am I, is this because I'm deaf or is it because they're not speaking loud enough? And then, I, then I just tend to listen and I don't say, I, I'm very reluctant to say, sorry, can you repeat that? Because then I'm like, they must, they might think I'm deaf or, or stupid or something or ignorant. That would never have affected you with me because obviously I shout everything. But you the do? Reason, I, no, I know. And the reason that I shout everything, as I've explained to people, when people, you've never asked me why I shout everything, to be fair, but when people are like, why do you need to shout everything? But it's because you may have noticed, although to be fair, you speak quite it's clearly. Funny. If anybody does talk quietly, my dad's like, pure, speak the fuck up, dickface. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always like... <laughs> spoken as loudly as possible ever since I was really small right, because exactly. my dad's always shouted at me if I didn't. But maybe to me you sound like a normal person but to a normal person you sound very shouty. But yeah they're like why are you that? Your, your, your volume doesn't bother me and maybe that's why it bothers David when I'm doing this podcast because he says the whole fucking street can hear you because I'm shouting but I don't realise I'm shouting. I don't think I'm shouting. No, I mean, quite often people tell me I'm shouting. I'm like, oh, all right, I believe you, but I'm a. But again, I think it's because I was conditioned as a child to shout everything. <laughs> well, anyway, like back to the hum. So, <laughs> to you, you be like the hum around people, like you are the hum. <laughs> I drown the hum out. You're like the drone. <laughs> so apparently, if you do hear it, you're among roughly the four per four percent of the world's population affected by the hum, which is quite low when you think about it. Yeah. But then it could be that, well, I don't know, I'm shit at math. So uh, a frequently reported but little understood global phenomenon, so it's not just in one particular place. Uh, earliest reliable reports of the hum date from the UK in the mid-1970s, most notably from Bristol, mm. when letters began appearing in the Bristol Evening Post about a row, a low row, <laughs> about a low rumble heard by dozens of residents throughout the city. It began as an irritating noise which eventually drove many who heard it to distraction and was said to be linked to suicides. Fuck. The prevailing theory was that the Bristol hum not that they stink, it's not that kind of hum (laughs) originated. Imagine if you're stinking and you can't get rid of those sort of annoying sounds originated from large industrial fans used at a warehouse in nearby Avonmouth but according to some Bristolians the hum persists to this day despite the warehouse having been long decommissioned. Is it residual then? Warehouse ghost. (laughs) 
Numerous reports of the hum have been made across the UK, usually clustered around specific towns or cities. Hive, never heard of that place, Plymouth. And as recently as last month, I don't remember, was this article written? 7th of July 2021, pandemic times. You'd think you would hear it more in the quiet times of the pandemic, wouldn't you? Because everything's a lot quieter, there's no traffic. So you would, if, you, if anyone's going to hear the hum, it would be then. But when you think about it, is there any, is there any, is there such thing as pure silence? Because see if you just like sit and say nothing and just like you think you're in a really quiet place, right? You close your eyes, you can still hear something. Yeah, like even if you're out in the middle of like dense woodland, or even if you're dropped in the middle of the rainforest, like there still wouldn't be pure silence. No, but I'm talking That's about. I've never actually thought of that before, but like it's impossible to be anywhere where there's pure silence. No, it's say like you're underwater. You can still hear hum in your head. I don't know if it's from your head or if it's just like the the sound waves of the water, the water, or or am I just talking pish? I don't know. Even though when you are under the water, I get it does like block sound, but yeah, you still hear like you hear the movement of the water on your ears like you know you hear that kind of like mm, 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 like well, that when you're I used to get the ringing sound after I went to a concert I used to get a ringing sound in my ears and I could still hear the echoes like a ghostly echo of the band playing Country Ghost. yeah <laughs> <laughs> or even when I was a kid like when I listened to the radio and I think I have a memory this is going to sound so fucking bizarre but the Flintstones, remember that movie with John Goodman that came out? And they, yep. this was, was it the um, the ones that do the Love Shack and all that? The B-52s? The B-52s did the Flintstones song theme tune, right? And it was playing all the time on the radio. And I remember falling asleep and it wasn't playing, but I could still hear it clearly That's in my ear. <laughs> yeah. And I have had that in a long time so I wonder if that's to do with my hearing issues but it was really bizarre it was like yeah it's not like you know when you get a song stuck in your head and you can hear it playing in your head it wasn't like yeah. that at all it was like it, it was like I had a tiny b-52s playing inside my ear canal mm. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it was a horny fish thing speaking of fish or, or being underwater um the the noise, the Scottish, there we go, the Scottish Association for Marine Science hypothesised that the noise might be caused by the mating call of male midshipmen fish, which emit ever louder drones sometimes for hours in an escalating competition to attract potential mates. But I live in an area, what if you live in an area that's nowhere near the fucking sea? How loud are yeah. they? Come on. I think they're just trying to get some like funding do they mean they specifically thought the the lever puzzling i want to say now (laughs) yeah but they live by a river don't they lever puzzling yeah did they specifically mean that like that that Mm, hum is i don't know or do they mean all hums maybe they're just hypothesizing that that is what the hum is fish Hmm. but if you don't live in a coastal area how is that explained there, there certainly must be cases of localised hums caused by overzealous warehouse fans. <laughs> warehouse fans. Also, or like, overzealous, which implies yeah. like, the warehouse fans. fans are actively, like, going out their way to, to overdo like, their planning. 
There are too many persistent commonalities between global reports of the hum for there not to be the lingering question. Is there something larger at play here? A number of natural A really fees, big fish. A really big fish, yeah. And your water and your toilet. <laughs> and your and your sewer uh, and your plumbing. They live there, not you. <laughs> <laughs> at an institute of biology conference in nineteen seventy three, it was suggested the jet stream sharing or shearing against slower moving air might cause a very low frequency sound which could then be amplified by electricity pylons wasn't there a conspiracy about electricity pylons that it would give, give you cancer or something if you like because when lindsay field like where we lived there there used to be like fields and i used to go walking up there and called it the countryside and then farmers sold their land and they built houses and called it lindsay field and there was loads of houses that were built right underneath electricity pylons and wouldn't that cause like a humming sound or they, there was conspiracy theories yeah. about that, that it was driving people mental and it was giving them ill, it was making them ill. So I don't imagine like it was like, you know, when the old mobile phones said, well, if you use your mobile phone too much, it'll, it'll give you brain cancer or something yes. because of the radiation. That would affect your ear. That's a link. But nobody talks. How come nobody talks about that anymore? About phones giving you cancer through your ear? Nobody talks about it. No, you're right. That I, that's one of those oh, other things. Was that an actual thing? Because I remember that being an actual thing. But I think it was just one of those things to stop kids from going on their phones too much, or it was yeah, something like that. Because then it then it evolved into five G, wasn't it? Remember the pandemic said that five G is what's causing covid <laughs> 5g's making us all daft yes. or it's controlling us all and people were like trying yeah, to, to control our minds yeah to control our minds so, so that we think that covid is is real and that we should all get vaccines or something with microchips in it but we've gone over that that's another urban myth a big one pretty much uh where was i okay uh, about the frequency about, the, about yeah uh, electricity pylons in 2015 a team of french scientists proposed that the hum was caused by ocean waves extending down to the ocean floor and shaking the earth as they collided with ridges and continental shells but i just don't know how human ears would pick that up other scientists have suggested vibrations caused by volcanic eruptions and earthquakes might be responsible. The eruption of Krakatoa in 1883 left the earth rever reverberating for days. I can't read good. Reverberating no. for days. No, oh, you can't read good. Oh, I didn't know that. All oh, right, okay. That's <laughs> Another theory points to the nearly 8 million lightning strikes that hit Earth every day. These strikes build up a massive electromagnetic charge, which in turn causes the air between the surface of the Earth and the ionosphere to resonate, much like the inside of a bottle when one blows across its top. Hmm. I, well, speaking of which, this isn't really anything to do with ears. Again, we're getting sidetracked. I mean, we're 40 minutes in and I haven't even got around to my fucking mythological stories. But <laughs> yeah. the thing is, right, I, I read this thing while I was researching to do with lightning that people believed, <laughs> again, it's the church, it's crazy. People believed that because lightning often struck church church spires, we, we know the reason why it does that now. But they thought it was to do with the bells ringing. They thought that by ringing bells, it would attract, it attracts the lightning. So whenever there was a storm, 
they would employ bell ringers, you know, like Quasimodo. That was what his fucking job was to go oh. up there and ring the bells, ring the bells as loud as fuck. How epic is that? Like every time there's a storm, or you can hear yeah. bells ring. And as a result of that, people ended up getting electrocuted because <laughs> obviously the lightning's going to come down and electrocute them through the bell. So eventually they were just like, yeah, this is getting silly now. I think we should stop. <laughs> Again, but they thought, why not pull in? The reason they, they rang all the bells was because they thought, well, if we rang all the bells, it will attract all the lightning and it will get the storm over with quicker. Okay, so, yeah. I thought they were like, let's focus it all in in the church and keep it away from the houses, which confused no, me because obviously I'm aware that the church were like, I'm in the church. <laughs> Again, while stamping on it, earwigs. Well, it says the fact that Hum seems to have only really emerged as a documented concern in the past half century suggests it could be a byproduct of technological advances, high tech. As much as our innovations have the capacity to nurture and sustain us, they also have the capacity to assail us. We have all at some point been struck by the sudden silence that befalls us in a modern home when the power is cut. Yeah, I suppose. It always comes as a small surprise to remember we are constantly beset by high and low pitch frequencies, which our brain actively tuned out. Could the hum be the background from of electricity gas lines or cell towers? One theory even posits ultra low frequency radio signals used to communicate with submarines in the depths of oceans might be mm. interacting with soft tissues in our skulls that stimulate the auditory nerve. The phenomenon known as the microwave auditory effect which incidentally has been studied by the Pentagon for use as a sonic weapon. Now, that gets me into the whole um, conspiracy of the sonic weapon that was targeting. They blame the Russians for it, but some people might think it was an American experiment. You know, like a false flag. They're saying it's the Russians, but it was actually the Americans attacking their own people with an experimental sonic weapon. I mean, it's not unthinkable that they would do that, is it? Um. Yeah, well, I'll leave. I'll leave this. I, I, while I um, look into that, was it the Cuban uh, sonic weapon? I don't know if it'll come up as that. Do you want me to start yammering yeah. about the other ones? Will you? Yeah. I don't know which one to do next. I'll do the uh, island thing that I was telling you about. Well, I didn't tell you anything about it except I was going to do a thing about an island, so I'll do that. So there's a yeah. mythical island or possibly not a mythical island, of Pinotti. So there was early writings of Pinotti, an island off the, co- off the coast of Scythia. Sounds so, like you're making this up. <laughs> effectively, what would be off the coast of what's now Iran. Okay. Where apparently, people who visited it, uh, the main thing that they had to note about the people that lived there is that they had abnormally large ears. Oh, so the natives like of Pinotti had exceptionally large ears. So large, according to Pliny the Elder, that they were that the people who lived there were able to cover their entire bodies with their ears. Wow! So they're fucking bats. (laughs) Now it wasn't just Pliny the Elder who said that their ears were this like extraordinarily large. When the first ever map in the known world was created by Germanus in 1491, it showed. Pinotti being roughly in the location that Pliny had described and 
Germanis' research into what lots of different like geographers and explorers at the time had found over visiting different uh, places. The stuff he compiled claimed that the most notable thing about Penalty is that the people who were born there generally spent their time nude. They never felt any need to wear clothes, which stood out to people, but also that they used their ears as a way to protect their bodies from the cold at night, which kind of makes evolutionary sense because where the island would be located, it would be insanely hot during the day and insanely cold at night. And obviously, ha- like the your ears, you can lose heat through. Well, I learned that elephants cool down by through their ears, their massive ears, because they've got like like an air conditioning system. Like yeah. their, their heart pumps like some blood, certain I don't know, or pump, pumps blood away from their ears. It cools them down. So. If you lived in a really hot country and were a human and had massive ears, your ears could evolve to do the same thing. And then if you lived in a really hot country where the temperature dropped at night, it would actually make sense that if you had like extra effectively like yeah. like body, like if you became larger at night, but if you wrapped your ears around your body, you would. Um, so it kind of makes vague degrees of sense. Then there was a guy, Pomponius Mela, who died in 45 AD. In his writings, he also reported that he had travelled to an island known to the locals as Penotti. And that, again, he said that the people that lived there, the most notable thing about them is that they had extraordinarily large ears beyond belief. Beyond uh, belief! Did. He also said in the same note, which doesn't relate to ears, but I just found that entertaining, that when he sailed away from Penotti, he landed on another smaller island and expected the people to look like the people of Penotti because it was so close by. Mm. However, they didn't. They just looked like normal people. But he noted that they only ate oats and eggs. Okay. I was going to say that they have, like, enormous noses or massive cocks or something. And then uh, Pigafetta, who was a Uh spice merchant, Mm -hmm. Uh, who lived from 1491 to 1531, again in his writings, uh, he claimed that not he himself, but one of his spice ships uh, had had to stop on an island during a storm that wasn't mapped out in their maps. The island was inhabited by people that were able to kind of communicate with them. They explained that they were on an island named Penotti. And again, the captain of the ship and the sailors on it reported back to Pigafetta that they were shocked to see that the people's ears were as long as their bodies and that they didn't have anything like blankets, even though the temperature was so cold on the island at night, because the locals themselves blanketed themselves in their ears while they slept. Right, well, why why aren't they around today? Don't know. Did they fly off? There is no explanation for that. It's just... Are you sure you weren't confusing these people with elephants? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like the idea that used them with elephants because then that like the spice ship guy was like we could roughly communicate with each other. They, <laughs> they explained that the island was called Penalty and they had massive Because it sounded a lot like. I mean, maybe like it's that part of the world. If you're going like what southeast of what would now be Iran. I suppose there could have been a species of elephant that were alive that had become extinct on an island there at that point in time. Maybe it was just people over and over again encountering elephants. It could be, or if they were like overly evolved elephants that somehow became more human, like the apes. Ooh, 
<laughs> Maybe. I mean, how like have you heard of the story of Baba? Remember that used to be on TV? Yeah. And there was a weird society where the elephant had like a human nanny, but he was the king of the pl- the island he lived on. So the island of Naughty. Well, I found the mystery of the sonic weapon attack at the US Embassy. Um, And this was reported on 14th of September 2017. And the article says that there was a blaring, grinding noise which jolted the American diplomat from his bed in a Havana hotel. He moved just a few feet and there was silence. He climbed back into bed. But inexplicably, the agonising sound hit him again. It was as if he'd walked through some invisible wall, cutting straight through his room. Soon came the hearing loss and the speech problems, symptoms both similar and altogether different from others among the at least 21 US victims in an astonishing international mystery which was unfolding in Cuba. The top US diplomat has called them health attacks. New details learned by the Associated Press indicate at least some of the incidents were confined to specific rooms or even parts of rooms with laser-like specificity, baffling US officials who say the facts and the physics don't add up. So it's a sound that's targeting people specifically in particular rooms, not just like a whole bunch of people at once. I mean, that sounds like some of doing of that. weapon of some kind, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's when you think it's a sonic weapon. As I mentioned earlier, the Americans were trying to develop this. So I feel that it is the Americans attacking their own people, but try to blame it on the Cubans or the Russians. That's what I think. None of this has a reasonable explanation, says Fulton Armstrong, a former CIA official. He served in Havana long before America reopened an embassy there. It's just mystery after mystery after mystery. It truly (laughs) is. Suspicion initially focused on a sonic weapon and on the Cubans, yet the diagnosis of mild brain injury, considered unlikely to result from sound, had confounded the FBI. They know, they know what it is. Modern scholar, you know. The State Department. <laughs> Imagine like FBI standing <laughs> with a big like, <laughs> like sound gun being like, we are baffled and astonished. While they shoot the sound gun, <laughs> they're like, excuse me a second. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> I know absolutely nothing about this, and these allegations are unfounded. Some victims now have problems concentrating or recalling specific words. Several, what? There's a sound weapon that can stop you from saying certain words. That's interesting. That is. Wow. I find that quite cool for some reason. (laughs) It's like blocking words out of um, Twitter that you don't want to see. You could do that verbally with people. Imagine being able to use that in school, Mark. There's great. certain kids that just fucking annoy you and you can just point a sound gun weapon. Mine were all teenagers were obsessed oh. with that. I ate Harambe. If I could use a sound gun that made people not say Harambe at that point in time, well, brilliant. If they try and say Harambe, they end up in like physical pain. So <laughs> blood strain out their nose. Yeah. <laughs> That'll teach you. <laughs> Don't say the names of monkeys in my classroom. Harambe was actually a gorilla mark. I'll have you know, you've disrespect in his memory. I really have. For Harambe. Why are they still talking about fucking Harambe? Wasn't that happened like 10 years ago or something? He's one of the most important uh, celebrities of all Celebrity time. <laughs> he was just trying to help that wee boy. Didn't he shoot him? He was just trying to help him. 
<laughs> by like <laughs> by dragging him about the water for a wee bit. He was just trying to wake him up. <laughs> he was a good man. He was a good man. He was a good man. Well, there was a gorilla that lots of women fancy because he's so handsome, and they all go to look at him. That's Terrifying. Mm, but I did see. I was like, "What? Well, how handsome is this gorilla?" And I've got to admit, I've seen, I've seen uglier looking men. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Okay. I mean, I'll accept that. I've definitely seen a better well, looking gorillas than. Not that I'd want to bang it, but I can appreciate a beautiful gorilla when you see one. I don't know. Is that like weird? I'm most not, apes I'm are better looking than Wayne Rooney. <sighs> yeah. But I wouldn't bang Wayne Rooney, so. Ew. Sorry, I'm now googling handsome gorilla, so I can. Uh, yeah, really. Well, you might not. I don't know if it'll be the, the handsome gorilla. I might just show you a, a plethora of them. There might be a few, like modeling. Is there a whole category of models for gorillas? Uh, right. No, it's probably the right one. He has yeah. lovely eyes, to be fair. Mm, he does, yeah. <laughs> but he's not my type because he's a gorilla. No, he's too hairy for me. Mind you, what would a gorilla look like if it didn't have its fur? Probably fucking awful. Some victims have now have problems concentrating. Right, so specific words. The latest signs of more serious damage than the US government initially realised. Oh dear, they've done fucked up. But do they really care? I don't think so. The United States first acknowledged the attacks in August, nine months after symptoms were first reported. The Trump administration still hasn't identified a culprit or a device to explain the attacks, according to interviews with more than a dozen current and former US officials. Do you think that Trump was shot with it multiple times and that's what was wrong with him? (laughs) I don't know. I was going to say that Trump would probably blame Joe Biden or something for that, uh, or the Clintons. (laughs) That time he uh, tweeted... (laughs) Confetti. It's just because he Confetti. forgot to say good morning. He didn't say coffee or something. He couldn't say what. I think he was trying to say coffee. Or was it? Why did he say coffee? I don't think there was ever any explanation of it. I think he just tweeted out confetti and then people were like, what's confetti? And then he deleted it. Or do you think he hit himself with his own stupid sonic weapon? Yeah, that would make sense. Um. <laughs> Cuban officials and others briefed on the investigation. Most weren't authorised to discuss the probe and demanded an amendment. Uh, oh, why can't I see? I think I've been blasted with this because I can't say certain words. <laughs> Anonym, anonymity? <laughs> in fact, almost nothing about what went down in Havana is clear. Investigators have tested several theories about an intentional attack by Cuba's government, a rogue faction of its security forces, a third country like Russia. See, they always blame Russians or some combination. Russia have got like inflatable tanks. I hardly think they've got a weapon that can like go yes. from saying words. Oh, well, I found out, you know how they were going to develop that gay bomb that makes people gay? Yeah. David was telling me about a guy who was given medication um, that this, the Pfizer developed and it made him really gay. <laughs> It didn't just make him gay, it made him really gay. No, as in he had, like, dangerous, like, promiscuous gay sex with people. He took it to the extreme. Like, he was, and he he also had an extreme gambling problem, whereas before he didn't, it it made him do things that he wouldn't normally do, this drug. 
but he blamed it on the drug so I'm just like yeah but what was it the drug or was it just an excuse for you to go gambling and banging lots of guys and then said it was a drug that made you do it or do you think that maybe it caused like some form of brain damage but not like because you know you can get brain damage that doesn't actually give you any kind of like disabilities or anything like that it just alters your personality because yeah, it like it directly yeah. affects so maybe it like affected the oh, part no, of the brain that tells him who he thinks is hot but then he did stop taking it and when he stopped taking it he didn't do that like he didn't do all those things anymore so that's how he oh, no, in that case he just wanted to get bummed and he was pretending that something <laughs> terrible has happened to him <laughs> he, was, he was banging like straight different strangers every night and then gambling all his money away nah it's just because he wanted nah, no if he, <laughs> if he stopped taking it and he was like and now i'm back no he was just he just wanted bummed okay <laughs> Uh, in several episodes recounted by US officials, uh, victims knew it was happening in real time and there were strong indications of a sonic attack. Some felt bright vibrations and heard sounds, <clears throat> loud ringing or high-pitched chirping, similar to crickets or cicadas. Others heard the grinding noise. Some victims awoke with ringing in their ears and fumbled for their alarm clocks only to discover the ringing stopped when they moved away from their beds. The attack seemed to come at night Several victims reported they came in long minute. I'm just just thinking of someone coming now. No, wait, they 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 came in minute long bursts. Oh jeez, the other imagine there was a sound that made you come instantly. That would, would that be like I'm thinking of the film Orgasmo. That's a gun that you shoot that makes you come. And at the end, he kept shooting him in the deck until his deck exploded. I, I was high at the time, and I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. I thought I was gonna die. Yeah, others heard nothing, felt nothing. Later, their symptoms came. The scope keeps widening. On Tuesday, the State Department disclosed that doctors had confirmed another two cases, bringing the total American victims to 21. Some have, have mild, like you said, traumatic brain injury, known as a concussion. Oh, and others mm-hmm. per- permanent hearing loss. Even the potential motive is unclear. Investigators are at a loss to where am i've just lost because that fucking sound just came up (laughs) my computer yeah investigators are at a loss to explain why canadians were harmed too including some who reported nosebleeds fewer than 10 canadian diplomatic households in cuba were affected a canadian official said unlike the us canada has maintained warm ties to cuba for decades so that's why i don't think it was them i think it was the americans no, i don't really think there's anything to indicate that it's cuba in this story though no. like the americans are like oh it's so confusing yeah, blame anyone. yeah what's so confusing like even though it was so clearly cuba there's some things to indicate that it might not have been it's like there's nothing to indicate that it would have been other than health- in cuba yeah well, sound and health experts are equally baffled. Targeted localised beams of sound are possible, but the laws of acoustics suggest that such a device would por- probably be large and not easily concealed. Officials says it's unclear whether the device's effects were localised by design or due to some other technical factor. What, were they hiding it in the building or something? And no single sonic gadget seems to explain such an odd, inconsistent array of physical responses. What if it was aliens? <laughs> so is the answer. <laughs> Brain damage and concussions, it's not possible, says Joseph Pompey, a former MIT researcher and psychoacoustics expert. What a cool job. I would be a psychoacoustics expert. Very cool job. Somebody would have to submerge their head in a pool lined with very powerful ultrasound transducers. I don't know what that means. 
Other symptoms have included brain swelling, dizziness, nausea, severe headaches, balance problems and tinnitus or prolonged ringing in the ears. Many victims have shown improvement since leaving Cuba. I like that, again, this guy's job does seem very interesting, but I like that he's basically like, nah, it's not possible. Like, yes, there are like 20 victims. With yeah, fuck them. <laughs> After the US complained to Cuba's government earlier this year and Canada detected its own cases, the FBI and the Royal Canadian Mounted Police travelled to Havana to investigate. FBI investigators swept the rooms looking for devices. They found nothing. Several officials briefed on the investigation said. In May, Washington expelled two Cuban diplomats to protest the communist government. Because he hate commies. See, this is what Andy McCune asked us to do. Um, which is another thing we could add on the list, is that why are Americans so afraid of communism and socialism? The US have taken pains not to accuse Havana of perpetrating the attacks. It's a sign investigators believe that even if elements of Cuba's security forces were involved, it wasn't necessary directly from the top. Cuba's government declined to answer any questions about the incidents pointing to a previous foreign affairs ministry statement denying any involvement and they said that they would fully cooperate and said it was treating the situation with the utmost importance. Cuba has never nor would it ever allow that the Cuban territory be used for any action against accredited accredited diplomatic agents or their families without exception the Cuban statement said. After half a century of estrangement the US and Cuba in 2015 restored diplomatic ties between the countries separated by a mere 90 miles of water. Embassies were reopened and restrictions on travel and commerce eased. Donald Trump has reversed some of those changes. What a fanny, but left others in place. (laughs) Yeah, he likes to smoke human cigars, no doubt. Well, being um, pissed on by sex workers. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, um, but there's still to this day no explanation about what the fuck that was all about. But again, I do think it was maybe the Americans that did it. No offence. None taken. I'm not American. And I agree oh, with okay. You. <laughs> I'm just saying to the listeners out there, they might agree with us. Never know. There's so many conspiracy nuts out there. Who, who knows? But yeah. The idea that there's a sonic weapon, I mean, there's a theory that the Egyptians or the ancient peoples use sonic sounds and vibrations to build the pyramids and move extremely like heavy stones, which, yeah, I don't know if I brought that up before, but I find that a good, reasonable possibility. I mean, it's not unthinkable. Mm-hmm. Unthinkable was an odd choice of word for me there. That sounds well, like really upsetting. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> Abomination <laughs> using sound to move brick like giant stones and boulders. It's worse than a fucking dirty slutty earwig. Ah. <laughs> it's the devil's work. Shut it down. <laughs> so, what's your next story, Mark? I'm intrigued because I think it fascinating that we've all come up. Wait, because we thought we were going to come up with the same things, but the because there's not a lot of stories about myths and about hearing and ears. But yeah, I thought there was no way we wouldn't have the same things, but yeah. So I'm really wrong. interested to hear what else you've got. Why you got? Uh, I've got the story of Obazir. Wait, Obazir. 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 Wait, because the word ears in there, so is it all one word? Or is it a pun? No, 
Oba, well, like O-B-A. Right. And it's her ear. It's oh, the story okay. of her ear. Okay. Oba's ear, right. Do tell. What's so special about this woman's ear? So the story of Oba's ear is a sacred and believed factual myth to people's in night well it's considered a myth to us but fact to some people okay. uh, to the peoples up uh, to some peoples in nigeria as well as some other small groups in some west other west african countries and mm. also uh, a group of people in cuba and a group of people in brazil and again another couple of small uh, groups in some other south american countries okay so the story goes that empress oba who oh, was the daughter of Yemaya, who was the deity of water in a kind of um like religious oh. culture where by the deity of water they basically just mean like she was the embodiment of water so water okay. has like a fresh water itself is alive right i get you it's a living uh-huh. thing and she's his daughter and she ended up marrying the emperor at the time became the empress so oh, one so day the ruler i was gonna because i got quite excited thinking she was the sole ruler like the actual empress and she she was like by herself she didn't have a husband but she's no. just married to the emperor she's just married so, to the emperor uh, okay which considering she's a demigod bit of a step down yeah i suppose i can't really complain <laughs> true <laughs> so uh one day oba was cooking a mala which is like a sort of yummy porridge mm. and was her husband's favorite food she was stirring it to make it stodgy, because that's the way he liked it, when Oshun, who is the embodiment of the ocean. Wow, I should have guessed by the name Oshun. Oshun, indeed. <laughs> uh, so a bit of a rival of her mum's. Oba oh. and Oshun, they've always got along fine, but Oshun and Yamaya, not pals. So Oshun walks into Oba's kitchen. I quite like the idea of the ocean walking into your kitchen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And she says to Oba, what are you doing? And Oba says, I'm making my husband some mala for my husband. Uh Uh, She says, I'm making a mala for myself and for Shango. Oh, Shango, that's a cool name. It is a cool name. Why are you doing that? Asks Ocean with a tone of disgust. When you know that he would much rather eat your ears. Oh, I thought you were going to say ass. <laughs> <laughs> now, that would make more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Why did he want to eat her ears? So, Oba thought on this and pondered because Shango had never mentioned that he had any kind of desire to eat ears. But she thought, why would Oshun lie? So she picked up a knife and sliced off no. her left ear. Like um, Van Gogh. <laughs> yep. And then All dropped right. it directly into the Amala. Oh my God. That's insane. So she carries on preparing lunch. Shango then comes home and he sits down at the table to have some lunch. He says, oh, that smells lovely. She says, oh, you're going to really enjoy this. <laughs> you crazy bitch. What's this ear doing in my shackle? <laughs> it's kind of where the yeah. story's going. So he... <laughs> sits and he eats his lunch and he says it was absolutely delicious and then he realizes that he's become supernaturally strong powerful and in touch with the elements to like a greater extent than oba like to the same extent as her mother 
so he's wondering what's going on. He's very confused. He's like, why am I so powerful all of a sudden? And Oba says, well, I'll tell you. And with a smile on her face, she removes her headkerchief and shows him the bleeding wound where her ear once was. She explains that she was making him, that she for lunch had made him ear amala because she knew that it was his favourite and because she loves him so much that she wants him to have his favourite things. So Shango then goes off his nut, he kicks off, he's like, why would you do this? This is absolutely deranged. (laughs) <laughs> this is such a strange thing to do I can't believe you tricked me into eating your ear they end up having a massive fight and the more they fight the angrier and stormier ah. Shango becomes he eventually storms out of the house and becomes a literal thunderstorm, the first thunderstorm ever to have existed What? so he floats off into the sky and he remains forever angry at Oba for her strange actions. He never returns to her. I mean, it's a bit of an overreaction. I mean, he became big and strong and powerful as a result of that. Or sorry, was that Oceana's plan all along? Oh, you're so good at guessing the next part. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. So years later, Oba hears through her mother that Shango has wed again, and guess whose second wife is. It's Oshan. What a fucking bitch. Because it was her desire all along for Shango to become a god so that they could wed. And she worked out that the way to do this was to consume part of the part of a demigoddess. So that is why she convinced Oba to put her ear into the food that she was making. Yeah. She should never have trusted that bitch. I mean, you would question it. So I would be like, well, he's never mentioned he likes eating ears before. Yes. So why would I cut off my own ear put it in this soup? Also, like, she assumed she wouldn't be lying. Like, I know my mum yeah. absolutely despises you and you just yeah. randomly burst into my kitchen. But I assume you're probably telling the truth. Like, why wouldn't you be? But you know that um, sort of traditional dance that you might sometimes see on, like, natural history programs where you get uh, women in some like West African tribes that do that dance where they kind of like bounce both of their legs up and down and they keep their left hand on their left ear at all times throughout the whole dance. No, I've never seen that, but is that is, I guess that's to do with So basically yeah yeah it's the dance of Oba. So the reason Oba. that dance exists is because they're celebrating Oba really and cool. how like she's, well, good a person I mean, she was um and yeah, they do that dance kind of... afterwards poor Oba, she's like husband and i would i would be what my revenge although she gets to carry on being the empress so she kind of gets what you wanted because well, he's off being a cloud so yeah that makes me happy then at least she becomes the sole ruler yeah apart from she's missing an ear but yeah you can cover up that with hair which um gets like I was going I was looking into punishments and uh, in colonial America well they were still ruled by the British then no actually after the revolution they were still doing this weird shit but it was the pilgrims that did this you know how like this is this is so strange right you know how the pudding bowl haircut yeah well it goes way back to the pumpkin head (laughs) so you get called a pumpkin head uh, it means that you've been punished by 
pilgrim because if you're slanderous or you do something to piss them off they will put a bowl around your head or if they don't have that they'll get a pumpkin and put it around your head and then they cut they shave away cut off all the hair below the pumpkin so that it closes I know so you've got a stupid pumpkin headed haircut like is that what that is that what the punishment was like basically yeah no no because the ear thing relating to that is that if people who maybe have been punished previously because a, a big punish like a common punishment in Scotland, England, the the law, the punishment, the crime for the punishment varies, right? So it, it's basically you know how you're in the pillar, you're putting the stocks, mm-hmm. but often they would also nail your ear, your ears to the stocks as well, so you couldn't just wriggle free, or even if you did wriggle free, you would have to rip your ears off to escape. Lovely. Or they would they would um often pin your ears like nail your ears to the pillory, and then when they came back for you they would either slice one ear off or both of them and then let you go, which often if they did it badly they would hit an artery and then you would bleed out or die of shock, which happened to one guy. Uh, so a lot of these times that these were punishments for being slanderous or like talking shit about people uh, or writing books that people didn't like so it was like if you're going to talk shit we're going to if you're going to put shit in our ears we're going to take away your ears sort of logic (laughs) in scotland if it was for not going to church on a sunday or being adulterous it would get your ears pinned to the post okay Um, king canute uh the famous one who was that intelligent he thought he could command the sea to not come to the shore you know (laughs) that guy he started a law that if women were adulterous and then their noses and ears were to be cut off by law and ancient egyptians for which i quite agree with for rape they would they would cut off the man's dick which that's fine yeah Yeah, that's fine (laughs) Everything up to that point was insane. Yeah, right. So there was a lot of people getting, it was called ear clipping. So it was quite common, right? So a lot of these people who maybe emigrated over to America to escape persecution or something had these ear clippings happen to them. And they would also get branded. So if they were a horse thief, they would get H and T branded on their cheeks. If they were an adulterer, they would get A branded on their cheeks, and so on and so on. So the reason why they did this pudding bowl haircut is because well what would you do to hide the fact that you've had your ears clipped and you're ashamed of it you would grow your hair long but by giving them this pudding bowl haircut it it exposed their shame because they had to go about showing people that they didn't have an ear or partially an ear they didn't have two ears and it showed that they were punished for something like you know thievery or slander or blasphemy was often one of them as well that they punished people for I feel like having the same punishment for lots of things like makes it shittier as well because mm. like you don't know like you could just not believe in God but uh, everyone thinks that you might be like a rapist that's um <laughs> like basically you've done nothing but people could in theory think you've done the worst thing you could possibly do yeah it was a lot of the, the, your ears would be cut off alongside Brandon or you would get a fine as well um cropping sometimes occurred as standalone punishments such as in the case of william 
prin for seditious libel, where criminals' ears would be cut off with a blade. Cropping was also a secondary punishment to having criminals' ears nailed to the pillory with the intention that their body movements would tear them off. In 1538, Thomas Barry spent a whole day with his ears nailed to the pillory in Newbury, England, before having them cut off to release him. In the 16th century, Henry VIII amended the laws on vagrancy. So even if you're a homeless person, like, say, he didn't like the fact, he was a bit like a Tory. He was a fucking Tory, let's face it. Uh, whereby he, he thought, oh, you can't be poor and not have a job. Uh, you're, you've got to have work. You can't just be on benefits or whatever. He decreed that the first offence of vagrancy would be punished with three days in the stocks. The second offence is with cropping, as in your ears. And the third offence with hanging. So if you hadn't got a job by the third time, how are you going to get a fucking job when you've had your ears cut off? People yes. don't want to go near you. So you, you're fucking, you're fucked. It's again, it's just being a Tory, isn't it? It's like, well, we tried yeah. our hardest to help them by cutting off their ears, but they wouldn't yeah. take the help, so we had to kill them. Well, there was a nice monk, right, who went around giving his job was to give alms to the poor, like, you know, money to the poor. And he was a nice guy. He went around, but you know how Henry VIII had beef with monks? Yes. Because of, you know, his marriage and all that. To, he wanted to get married to Anne Boleyn and he decided to take all their wealth and stuff um become sort of England's Pope. Well there was a guy told, called Thomas Barry and he was one of these guys that went gave arms to the poor. And he went around saying that he had good, reliable sources that Henry VIII was dead. Which obviously in 181538 he clearly wasn't dead. He didn't die until the 1540s. But he went around saying, Yeah, yeah, I've got reliable sources, he's dead. Which in England at that time was punishable by death because you shouldn't even imagine the king's death. Because that's treason. So going around saying to people that the king's dead. I mean, nowadays, like, we know before Queen Elizabeth II died, people would always be rumours about, oh, she's dead, she's dead, she wasn't dead. But that would, back in Tudor times, would be punishable. By... Imagine I screamed big Charlie Sausage Fingers is dead out the window and then somebody showed up and lifted me. I know. You're getting your ears chopped off for that, sunny Jim. Yeah, well, it would have been... Uh, punishable by death but I guess because this guy is a monk or something and he was actually doing some good they commuted his sentence to um he basically did die though by being put put his ears pinned to the pillory and when he chopped his ears off he died from shock just for saying that thinking the king was dead which is pretty daft really you really shouldn't do that um, records show that croppings took place in the United States, like I say, in the 18th century, particularly states such as Pennsylvania and Tennessee. From page 153 of Reverend Samuel Peter's General History of Connecticut, written during the colonial period, there is this account. New Haven is celebrated for giving the name of Pumpkinhead to all of New Englanders. It originated from the Blue Laws. The blue laws isn't some porno thing. It's <laughs> because he had blue paper, uh, which okay. which they wrote the laws, which enjoined every male to have his hair cut round by a cap. When caps are not to be had, they substituted a hard shell of a pumpkin, which being put on the head every Saturday, the hair is cut by the shell all around the head. And fourthly, such persons as have lost their ears for heresy and other wickedness cannot conceal their misfortune. And so sorry, everybody had to have their hair cut. I guess in that place they did. So just in case. They... Just in case there was, you know, people who had their ears cropped so they knew who were the bad ones, who to shun. 
madness. In Rhode Island, cropping was a punishment for crimes such as counterfeiting money, perjury and burning houses, barns and outbuildings, but not amounting to arson. Cropping, along with the pillory and stocks, was abolished in Tennessee in 1829 with abolition further afield stating start, uh, starting from approximately 1839, but not in the case of slavery where a lot of slaves were punished by having their ears cropped. But I guess that the law didn't apply to them, did they? Because they weren't people. Mm. Mm. so yeah cropping was um, I think it still happens today like you know like the Taliban and stuff they punish people by cutting their ears and their noses off but they're fucking mental they are that's and quite medieval (laughs) (laughs) so I've got a myth like see I kept when I was looking up myths about ears King Midas kept coming up and I thought maybe oh but it's just going to be about the you know the Midas touch how he touches everything and turns to gold like he made somebody uh, have a nice earring yeah and I'm like what's that got to do with, he- with ears but then I put on this uh, video on YouTube it was like a kids video and it was called donkey ears I'm like what the fuck has King Midas got to do with donkey ears and I'm like oh my god King Midas has such like bad luck or I don't know, the gods hate him. I feel sorry for him. So this, you all know the story, right? He wanted to a present from the gods, so the gods were trolling him and said, "Ah, here, here, have the the Midas touch." But the 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 catch was that he lost his daughter because everything he touched literally turned to gold, including his daughter. And they eventually felt sorry for him, so they said, "Ah, we're just kidding. You can have your, <laughs> well, your you, we'll, we'll take it away. You can have your daughter back." And they brought her back to life. So at least they did that. And then he, he felt such a like shame that he went away to live in the countryside and like away from his kingdom and he lived there as a sort of hermit. And while he was there, he kept hearing some music and it was the I don't know if he's an actual god or if he's just like a king of the nymphs or the, the woodland creatures pan, you know, the, the goat yes. the goat legged god. What are they called? Satyrs or something? So he was playing the flute and King Midas was a fucking massive fan of Pan. He's like, you're the shit. Your music is fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> and he kept saying, I'm your biggest fan. Keep playing your music because I'm bored of shit out here. And your music's just brilliant. I-, I think you need a record deal. And this got, like, the got wind like the wind took his, I don't know, somehow word got round to the god Apollo, who's the god of music and entertainment, I suppose, or creativity. Apollo, he's quite vain. He heard about this and he's like, his ego was hurt because he's like, no, I'm the best at music. How dare he like him over me? So he went down to speak to King Midas and he said, here, What's this all about you praising Pan and saying his music's better than mine? He's like, well, it is. <laughs> so he's like, and right, that, well. Uh, mental image of this, Apollo was Chris Martin from um, Cold Yeah, Club. he's a fucking dickhead. <laughs> like, <laughs> can you please stop listening to this weird Germanic forest metal? I'm actually wonderful. <laughs> Let me sing you this song I've written. It's all yellow. And he's like, oh, my God, what is this shit? Yeah, because I'd imagine, you know, like Pan had some really good tunes. And um, so Apollo's like, right, well, I'll prove to you that my music's better. So we'll have a battle of the bands, so to speak. 
so me versus Pan. He's like, all right then. So he invited some people from his city to to come and uh, oh, one of the gods was like a neutral guy. And, well, I don't think it was neutral. I think it was fucking pretty fucking biased. But one of the gods was a judge. I can't remember his name. He was like a minor god or something. He was a judge at the music competition. Not Midas, obviously, but he would go for Pan. So there was a few people around that would listen to this. Uh, invited from his kingdom to listen to this battle of the bands. And Pan did his thing. And while he Pan was playing, you, there was King Midas rocking out, going, yes, Pan! Fucking throwing up devil horns and everything, moshing, having a great time. Um, and then up comes Chris Martin, fucking Apollo. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got his harp. And he played the first three chords of his harp. And it was so beautiful that the people were astonished by how gorgeous it sounded just those three chords and then he played the rest of his song and the people of the kingdom king midas's kingdom were just like amazed because they're like they, they're the kind of people that like coldplay and go to coldplay gigs have <laughs> no taste in music yeah. and um while he was doing that he noticed that king midas was just stood there with his arms crossed with <laughs> one face not impressed and um, but at the end of the, the Battle of the Bands, uh, Apollo was then proclaimed the winner. He was named as the best musician in Pan. Um, and then so Apollo was like to Midas, why weren't you cheating? And Midas went, because I think Pan's better. And he yeah. went right up into Apollo's grill and went, <laughs> he did. He went right up into Apollo's grill and went, your music isn't fit for human ears. <laughs> which is a poor point because he's a god so what kind of chance does he have does pan have if he's just like a woodland creature guy and if against a god but i don't know if he meant it in an insulting way or literally your music isn't fit for human ears yeah it depends on the humans. tone there doesn't it yeah so apollo was so like offended by that he went well if if my music isn't fit for human ears then i'm going to give you donkey ears instead and that that instant, um, King Midas's ears changed from normal ears to big fucking huge donkey ears, furry ears. And King Midas is like, oh my god, what have you done? This isn't funny. And uh, he ended up going back to his own kingdom eventually because he has to rule. But he wanted to hide his donkey ears, so he had <laughs> so funny. I really like that. He, he was like getting turned into gold. He went away. <laughs> Everyone was like, I just having to break himself, and he came back and was like, right lads. <laughs> Mind I couldn't touch anything before. I'm fine with touching something. <laughs> I do have the ears of a donkey. No, because he didn't want anyone to know, so he had his hat maker make him a massive hat. So he just nobody could see his ears. And everyone was like, What the fuck? Why is this cunt wearing a massive hat? What's that all about? It's strange. Um and the only person who would really know about his donkey ears would be his barber. Because obviously he has to take his hat off at some point to get his hair cut. And the barber would see his donkey ears, but no one else was allowed to know. Um, so at all times, maybe even if he were what, even if he was banging someone, he had to wear this hat. And uh, so he's like, You better not fucking tell anyone that I've got donkey ears, right? Or you'll die. Okay, you'll get it. 
So the barber's like, no, I swear I won't tell anyone. But he just couldn't contain himself. From what, he was like, I've got to tell someone about these stupid dog hairs. Oh my Fair god! If I was I can't. A like you would, you would, wouldn't you? He, he's like, you know, most barbers are gossip queens, aren't they? They just can't. Yeah. They have to tell everyone about everyone's lives or gossip. They just do. So he did and again, a Friday. You, the king, had the ears of a donkey. <laughs> That's quite a hard one to keep to yourself. Well, I suppose, but I mean, come on, at least try. If you're going to be in pain of death. But he couldn't. So rather than t- he just desperately wanted to tell someone that he had donkey ears. So he thought, right, I know what I'll do. He went to the he went to a field where there was no one around. He dug a hole in the earth and he shouted in it, King Midas has donkey ears <laughs> 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 to get it out of his system. He's like, all right, I'll, I'll cover that up with dart again, right? Oh, that, that feels so much better. I've got that out. Like, technically, I haven't told anyone, but I have just shouted it into a hole in the earth, like screaming into a paper bag or something, you know? Like, just, it was stuck inside him. He had to get it out. He got it out, so he went back just to be in his barber. But what he didn't know is that that day, the field was going to be planted with some, um, with some rushes. And when they grew to maturity and there was a field of rushes, the wind blew the rushes and the rushes made a sound that said, King Midas has big donkey ears. So that went all around. The wind blew that around and everyone heard in the wind because the rushes were saying that King Midas had big donkey ears. So they all found out that he had donkey ears. And King Midas was fucking furious, obviously, but he was exposed. Everyone knew. So what what did he do? He went back to the countryside and became a hermit in shame. I mean, I think he should just embrace it. Like nowadays, you can't walk someone for having donkey ears. No, it's <laughs> That's walking someone with a a reflection. <laughs> Mind you, I mean, if I seen someone with an arse for a face, I would laugh. So, <laughs> literal <laughs> Yeah, so I thought that was quite an interesting, fun story. Um, I'm glad all it because he liked someone else's music. What? I'm glad it didn't end with him killing the barber. He didn't kill the barber, no. He Good. just ran away to live in shame and he just spent... I think he went back to... Do you know what I think he did? I think he went back to the countryside to find Pan. And listen to his music again. Well, that's fine then. Hopefully, Han was like, you know what? Forget about it. You've got donkey ears. You can probably hear my music better now. So, why don't you just make it a thing and embrace it and make it cool? Yeah. Be part of the Pan posse. Plus, Pan has goat legs and little horns. Magus has donkey ears. They've got a lot in common. (laughs) They both like the same type of music. Yeah, so poor King Midas, he doesn't get a break from the gods, does he? Like they really treat him like a clown. But Greek gods, sorry, Greek gods are generally arseholes, aren't they? Yes. Mm. And that is a true fact. And then I've got this other story about a Chinese, like this supposedly happened for real. Um, like you say, like a his, what is it? You said it was a historical it fact. Was- yeah, considered historical fact, but just to the people that consider it historical fact. Well, there was a hermit called Shu Yu. He wasn't always a hermit. <laughs> like, he wasn't born a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't a hermit, baby. <laughs> no. He was a legendary Chinese recluse 
who lived during the reign of Emperor Yao, traditionally, as you say, like we don't know for sure, um, traditionally thought to be around 2356 to 2555 BC. That's mental. Residing next to the Ying River, the emperor was obsessed with um, Zhou Yu, as in, like, he didn't want to give it to his dimwit son, as, like, he was getting older, okay? So, Zhu Yu was, like, a, a wise man. He was, like, a... He came up with wise phrases, a bit like Confucius and stuff like that. So, Yao regarded Zhu with the utmost respect, and he requested that he be his teacher. So, he wanted to, like, learn from his wisdom. Shu uh, Yu lived a simple life. He scooped river water with his bare hands, even though he had a hulu, which was an ancient water bottle shaped like a gourd. Zhu was a disciple of a female teacher called Nyo Gap, whom Shu described as blending a myriad of things, senior to high and I don't understand this, senior to high antiquity, but is not aged. That's the kind of wisdom that he had. He said things like, why would you water the plants yourself when the earth rains down, like the rain waters the plants and the dew? So why would you do that? Like as in water it yourself? I don't see how that's wise. Well, sometimes you do need to water plants because yeah, no, like, water. that's not really Fucking good advice your plants no. die. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of sage wisdom that this guy had. So the Emperor Yao was getting old. And he realised his son was a bit of a, a fucking idiot. Like, I can't give my throne to him. I know I'll give it to you because he, I'll offer it to you because he's wise and he'll be able to run the country, like, wisely and fairly. But Zhu was like, no, I don't want your fucking job. I don't want to be on the throne. I only live, I don't want fame. I don't want power. I just, I just live for what I need. If I'm hungry, I will just eat. I will eat what I grow. If I'm thirsty, I'll just take water from the river. That's all I want. I don't want your power. But your um, Empress Elle was like, oh, are you mental? Like, why would you refuse the throne of China? Like, so he kept pestering him like a Scientologist would. <laughs> 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 he, just, he just wouldn't leave him alone. He wouldn't take no for an answer. And he kept visiting Xiao <laughs> uh, Yu and sending emissaries over. Are you sure you don't want the throne? Because really, I really can't give it to my idiot son. And who else am I going to give it to? You're the only one that's qualified. And he's like, no, nah, I don't want the job. Leave me alone. Stop coming, knocking on my door. I'm fucking fed up with this shit. So I'm going to go and live in the woods. I, he, he moved away. He, moved, he actually had to move away to get away from the emperor, sending people trying to persuade him to go on the throne. So, but he, he spent five years living as a relative unknown hermit, but at least he still had company. And, but, you know, in the days before Facebook and social media and nailing people down with locations, uh, Emperor, Emperor Yao still managed to find him. So he sent so he's like, right, well, he doesn't want to be emperor, but I have a cunning plan. What if I offer him like a lower position as a governor? And then that may appeal to him more because it's more simple. And then if he accepts that, we can eventually promote him to emperor and he'll like it. So he sent his emissaries again, knocked on his door. And he's like, oh, my God, who's this? So he answers the door and it's fucking Yao's emissary. He's like, right, OK, I'll hear you out. And he's like, right, OK, well, Emperor Yao is apologising for, like, 
constantly harassing you to be the emperor but how about being a mayor or you know like a governor of a province how about that and he's like what you're fucking insulting me are you insulting me he's like what do you mean we thought you'd prefer that and he's like no you you first offer me the highest position in the land and now you're insulting me by offering me and I said no to that and now you're insulting me by offering me a lesser position and you think I'm going to accept that instead fuck you and he was so mad that he went to a river well he basically booted them out of his house and said get the fuck out of here I don't want to listen to this anymore stop harassing me and then he went mental went to the nearest river started washing his ear and he kept washing out his ear washing his ear and this um like farmer came down with I think it was a a donkey or, or it might not have been a donkey it might have been like a, a calf he had a calf and he took it down to drink from the river and he sees this guy and he's like what the fuck is this cunt doing like washing his ear out yeah so he stops and he goes to um shall you oi what are you doing and he's like i'm cleaning out my ear because i'm sick of all this i'm cl- my ear has been contaminated by insults from the from the emissary and the emperor and i'm sick of it i'm sick of hearing all this shit and i just want to live a simple life and i'm sick of all being harassed so I'm, my ears offended so i'm washing out my ear and the guy's like how arrogant are you mate you know you get offered a decent job and you just like rather than you know help people you, you want to just you arrogant prick no he started slagging him started <laughs> slagging him off and he's going how dare you you've contaminated my river with your ear and, <laughs> and to prove his point he, he moves his calf deliberately further up the river so his calf doesn't have to drink contaminated water from this arrogant prick's ear he also said to him as well before he did that he says well why don't you um, if you're so into being like alone and all that, why don't you actually, you know, do what you say you're going to do and move to the woods so far into the mountains that no cunt knows you're there and that you're totally forgotten about then? How about that? You know, someone's appreciating your wisdom and you're not wanting to share it. Go into the woods and be an only a lonely old man and do us a favour and, and fuck off forever. And, and then he went off and he said, you're contaminating my river, mate. <laughs> wow, he's quite passionate. <laughs> Just after seeing this guy clean his ear. I'm imagining this guy was just having like a really awful day and just yeah. everyone was being a prick and then was like, oh, I'll make sure this old guy's okay. And then was like, no, nope, that's it. Fuck I think you. he was just offended that like, you know, you've been offered a really great position by a, a powerful emperor and I'm just a lowly farmer. I would fucking love to be the emperor or do it make a difference, but you're offended. He, he took offense at that. So the guy was like, fine, I will then. And uh, he, he fucked off into the mountains and he did disappear and he just lived off of like berries and, you know, like whatever. And he died a sad, lonely death. And I mean, he may not have been sad, but he definitely was lonely. And he was buried. They Eventually they found him. They found his body decomposed, obviously, and they buried him in this mountain. And the mountain to this day is named after him. And apparently he's greatly admired for what he did. But I, I tend to agree with the like for sticking to his principles. No, the farmer is the correct <laughs> one in that story. Yeah, so he denounced society, retreated to the north of Ying River, living a simple life. He scooped river water. Right, okay, we, we heard that. But like, 
Uh, yeah, after she was died, in the river water, wasn't he? Yeah, I know he really was. Like he refused to accept a phone commenting that he had no need for all under heaven. It's not about that, mate. It's not about that. It's about helping people. Like, would you rather leave the country to some fucking idiot? Like, I mean, he could have surely taken over his emperor and then abolished the monarchy. Like yeah, good off, but no, he's selfish. I think he's selfish. After Shu died, he was apparently buried at the summit of Mount Chi. The Han Dynasty grand historian Sima Qian mentioned Su in a chapter of his work, Records of the Grand Historian. Sima personally visited the alleged grave of Shu and wrote that Shu was the epitome of highest virtue. Shu Yu is also. How did you know he didn't speak to me? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Like, because that means because where he, his corpse rotted in the ground, I can quite safely say that he was wonderful. Well, I'd say he was a patron saint of extreme extroverts, and I mean introverts. Sorry, scratch that, reverse it. <laughs> People that want it's to a see big party bit. <laughs> He's depicted in a 17th century Japanese artwork titled Shu Yu and Chow Fu. Chow Fu is a guy that basically slagged him illustrating the popular tale of another fellow hermit detouring from the Yang River because of the filth Shu had contributed to it by washing out his ears there. Yeah, I don't think I'm he was another hermit. <laughs> hermit wars. <laughs> and that's that's the only the two mythological stories I have about ears. Uh, I enjoyed them. Mm. I mean, we're one hour 45. Oh, we've actually gone way over. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and here is me thinking we'd have nothing to talk about but people need to know about ears yeah they do I mean ears are really important because I was thinking you know how all these people they get their ears cut off for punishments not that it happens like these days but back then how would how does that affect your hearing and your balance. no it doesn't affect your balance does it not because your hearing's mostly inside it's only if the inside of your ears damaged that it affects your balance no okay so if because the outside of your ear acts as a sort of trumpet that uh, guides sounds <laughs> into the inside of your ear, so that I know yeah, what you're saying and that makes perfect sense. But I just imagine myself putting my mouth on your like left ear and going out your right ear. <laughs> so people without their outside ears are everything will sound muffled. So the, like they said, for example, if you're in a dance or a gig or something, you can hear the music, but you don't know where it's coming from. Like this, you don't know where the speakers are. You can't feel in. Like I don't know how that would be. Mm, that'd be weird. Yeah, but I think it's worse if you've got your nose cut off because you can still breathe. Well, you'll have breathing more breathing difficulties. <laughs> but really, the reason why your nose is the way it is is so that it filters like germs and things, and you know when the snorters and all that, and that's why it's there. Um, but it also filters out dust. So if you don't have that protruding nose and you've just got the two holes, then yeah, you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> hmm. But you can make prosthetic noses from your forehead, and Ooh. you can make fake. You can get like people have made scientists can grow your like ears back, not perfectly, but they can make fake like reconstruction of the outside ear. So um, what's your name? Oba? Could, uh... Oba. Oba could have, yeah, got a reconstructed ear or a plastic one. But I mean, she's a goddess. She could probably grow one back. Mm. Maybe not. She's a demigoddess. 
Yeah. Maybe anyway, that's ears for you. Ears. On a power's extent. If you see an earwig, don't stamp on it. Praise it because it's there to symbolise your growth and your independent yeah. women. Uh huh. She's powerful <laughs> and she's mm-hmm. got hidden talents. Exactly. Don't hide your talents. Even if your talents are just having big boobs or whatever. Big, big <laughs> like that earwig that lives in your garden. <laughs> yeah. She is the specific one that the minister called a slut. Yeah. And she wasn't a slut. Not that there's anything wrong with being a slut, but that earwig just has big boobs. I'm going to see if I can get an earwig pendant then. Cool. You've inspired me. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about next week? Uh, we've got we're back up to 27 so wow i'm gonna pick number 25 let's go high a uh, number 25 is stories of the saints part two. Oh, okay catholic saints i guess uh, any, saints? any saints you could do some uh, greek orthodox if you fancied well i don't really would they not all be the same as the cat do they have different saints I think they have some overlap and then some that are different. I'm hearing a humming sound, Mark. Oh, do you know what it is? It's the rain. It's the rain outside. Okay. I was like, I'm not hearing anything. You've gone mad. <laughs> it's the rain. It's, it's raining heavily. I forgot my window was open. See, I'm starting to freak out myself thinking, what is that? Is that, is that the hum? It's the rain. Is it? I don't know. I'm not hearing anything, so it's definitely something that. No, it's, def- it's definitely the rain. I had to take my earphones out because I started to double um, to doubt myself there. <laughs> okay, well, make sure you get your ears tested. I would say that would be important. And if you like to shout a lot, it doesn't mean that you're deaf or. Or that your you dad's know, deaf. Yeah, your dad's. Deaf. <laughs> <laughs> so, praise or. Uh, what was her name? Oba? Oba. Oba. Praise Oba. be to Oba indeed. Praise be to Oba. Goodbye. Bye.